When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Another week. And a new year. A new year. Our eighth year. We're on Holy our way too long. to eight. We're, what is that? Second grade? Third grade? Oh, uh, eighth <laughs> year. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're we're almost ready to uh, ship this podcast off to college. They're going to be going to middle school soon enough. Probably be sent to the principal's office for bad language. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. You know? yeah. Hey, did you ever have in... Uh, uh, in public school like i mm-hmm. had my uh principal um ban pokemon cards and yeah. uh as he would call it uh wrestling wrestling yeah yeah, yeah. be like okay. no no wrestling no watching wrestling no oh, no rasslin'. watching wrestling well i mean at school well i guess like, so. where were you guys like bringing tapes in <laughs> a bunch yeah. of tape traders watching new japan tapes <laughs> <at recess. laughs> yeah i'm putting it in the av tv <laughs> But there, there was no. I think people were bringing like their uh, wrestling toys and their yeah. wrestling belts. See, well, like full on big replica belts, and they were hitting each other with them. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a problem. The toys should be fine though. And one kid, uh, oh, I remember this specifically too. All these memories swinging back to me right now. Mm. I remember this one kid. I uh, kept bragging about like because I mean when we went to um, like public school, wrestling was the biggest thing right like everyone it was a a, lot bigger it it wasn't like as huge that i noticed when i was in school but it was still more present than maybe it is now yeah i I don't think any kid even thinks about it anymore but um i remember this one kid bragging about all of the championships he had like he had the replica titles okay and then he came to school and he made them all out of cardboard and gave them out to all of us and we were and like to think about it now, it's like, oh, that's nice. But he did talk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having the actual one. The fact that he actually brought them, though, that's that takes some balls. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I got to do something. I made up this lie. I got to make these look real good. He just should have like told everyone that his mom wasn't going to let him bring him. Yeah. Well, but kids are dumb and they don't. If he waited one more day, those <laughs> wrestling belts would have been banned from school. That Oh, was it the day after? Is that why they were banned? I, the principal felt bad. Yeah, the principal felt so like, sad oh, about no, his art. I can't let this budget. happen again. <laughs> but it's not all about that. That innocent child trying to impress all of his fellow kids. Wow. It's about our guest here today because we have actor comedian podcaster canadian comedy award winner we have freddie rivas here hello hello what's up thanks for having me guys thanks for coming thank you so much uh for coming on canadian comedy award winner uh rap battles was a a show taking on storm being in jfl 42 and all of that stuff 
Um, how was that experience for you? Because you don't do you still do it now? Is it is it uh, like infrequent? What's what's the deal? We uh, we haven't brought it back since the so the last show we did was January 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then obviously the pandemic yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't brought it back since, but we're sort of on the verge of bringing it back, which is uh, oh, okay. really, really exciting. But we were uh, we're a monthly show for ten years straight. Whoa, um, ten years! So yeah, basically did... without missing any months, almost. Wow! Did anyone uh, ever bring you a cardboard championship belt for rap battles? Uh yes, yeah. Oh. That, well, when rap battles started, it's uh like a main theme of the show was wrestling. So we, me and uh, my brother go. Miguel are big wrestling fans. I feel like I, I we're probably a bit older than you guys because, um, yes, I remember Stone Cold and, and The Rock and the Attitude Era, yeah. but uh, we also were a little bit before that, like you know DX and like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and stuff growing up, and band from my school was Pogs and Marbles. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. we weren't at the Pokemon card phase, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, those those, right. those, yeah, those yeah. got mega banned, and because people were throwing marbles at each other. Oh, yeah, I'm not so, surprised by that. Not actually yeah. playing the. And game. was it the pogs or was it the slammers that was causing issues? I'm not sure about the pogs. So I think that was kind of like a gambling thing. Maybe. Yeah, like oh, people okay. were. Yeah. yeah. It was incurred. I went to a yeah a, a Catholic school in mm-hmm. Ontario, so hey, yeah. you know <laughs> Halloween's I guess satanic and. Pogs are dangerous. Don't do wow. it. Well, I have some pogs if you ever need any. If you ever want to go out in the schoolyard and slam a stack. I would love so much to slam a stack <laughs> at a school. I'm a 36-year-old right. man. So let's right. do it on the weekend okay. and uh, not scare anybody else. Let's, but, we'll, uh, we'll set up a date. Three guys in their uh, 30s going to the schoolyard to slam some pogs. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good time, honestly. Yeah, yeah we could hug marbles at each other, too. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, with the pogs, I remember in my school, like, it was it, it was very... Um, it didn't last very long. The, the older the kids phase. were playing it. And yeah. Like, All right, boomer. Well, actually... Yeah. So okay, boomer. <laughs> there was like there was this uh grade eight girl. I think I was in probably like grade three or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she challenged me to pogs because I had like a few of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had no idea what the rules were though. Like I was too oh, yeah. I, I like those pogs. Oh yeah, they were all gone. I just like the images, right? So she was yeah. like, and that's the rule, and now you lost all of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what an asshole yeah yeah welcome but, welcome to the the life of a of a gambler can you yeah. handle it grade three kid i hope i hope that right now she's still hustling pogs in brockville <laughs> i it was just yeah. a a nice glimpse into reality for me really uh yeah. really that was the know. day you became a man yeah honestly yeah i think it uh heightened my development to a faster. <laughs> um yeah the other thing with well, the, welcome to life yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the other thing with wrestling too uh rap battles had brett the hitman hard right whoa at one point we did yeah yeah we had uh, so the owner of the comedy bar uh gary Rideout, um mm-hmm. 
you had some, you know, he has a bunch of weird connections because Gary's amazing like that. And um, yeah, we actually had Brett the Hitman Hart twice. So um, one time we came uh, backstage at the comedy bar and we had heard that he might be hanging around because he did Sunday Night Live and mm -hmm. um, he was like totally down to do the show. Uh, and uh, like he actually so me and Miguel, uh, my brother, who I host a show with, mm -hmm. would do sort of like a, a opening bit and then stay out there and host the show. So it's sort of like he's the straight man. I'm the silly man. And for the longest time, we had a theme with Gary where Gary was like the uh, Shane McMahon of the show. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he would kind of come out uh, to actually I think it's Ted DiBiase's money, money, money. Uh, and uh, basically throw the house lights up, start insulting the audience and try to like shut down the show. Yeah. And this time he came with like a fake contract that like he was kicking us out of the show. And uh, yeah, the hitman came out to defend us, which was amazing. <laughs> and he gave he gave Gary the sharpshooter. And really, while Gary yeah and when, when gary was in the sharpshooter we like made him made him like rip up the contract <laughs> and i remember being like this is amazing and, and and brett was like you know an incredible improviser and like just hilarious but the thing that shocked me the most was that not only did he blend right in like as a third person in me and miguel's sort of dynamic but he also gave gary the deepest sharpshooter <laughs> like i thought gary's back was gonna break i remember looking over and his like legs were fully folded over and i was like this is nuts like at the very least he's gonna pull a hamstring like this is really i don't know if gary was ready for this like it was quite a devastating um yeah, I, yoga I pose like at the very least brett's gonna do it right i mean if anyone's gonna do it right it's gotta be brett <laughs> Yeah, he was he, he was a really really yeah nice giving guy and he he, he even came back uh, later and I'm not sure if you guys are yeah familiar with Sarah Hillier mm -hmm. but yeah. she would do a Shawn Michaels um, that that Brett just loved so he loved sort of riffing with that as well. <laughs> I mean that's gonna be amazing too. Like uh, I mean for a lot of reasons this show mm -hmm. like to be able to uh, do it with uh, your brother too mm -hmm. um, who's also done the podcast check out that for the listeners yeah. uh, past guest um, but yeah to be able to do this show as like a, kind of a family growing up watching wrestling so having like mm -hmm. a childhood I'm assuming that Bret Hart was your childhood hero at, it might have been Shawn Michaels I don't know but <laughs> he was in the crew he was in yeah. the crew of heroes yeah yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean th th that show is amazing. You know, we 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 we've taken it to like so many different places. We've done like a kids version. Um, obviously, going to JFL in Montreal was like a total dream. And yeah, you know, I think as you guys, uh, you know, I'm sure could relate to. Often we think about like uh, JFL as sort of this like I guess like stand up driven festival, and um, and you know a lot of Americans obviously, but uh, to go there and do characters and be like our weird weird hybrid show mm -hmm. that you know i think one of the ironies of rap battles is how little it has to do with rap <laughs> because that was sort of just a joke format right and yeah we always wanted it to be more like wrestling um mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, the uh, I, I'm sure you guys know Rodrigo Fernandez stole, but he yep. would uh, he would basically just do the show as like any bit. Like he would do uh, Venom, you know, sort of doing like <laughs> ribbon dancing, mm-hmm. or he'd almost like uh, when we did our rap battles, uh, when we made it to our hundredth show, he did uh, like a Mean Gene Okerlund interview style, <laughs> uh, and he'd interview the battlers and. Yeah, that that was always uh, super fun. And I should also say our our, our little brother Thomas uh, did the show. I mean, you know, probably over like ninety times. Um, he was usually one of the uh, the characters or one of the battlers. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it was a full family affair. Wow. I did so. Was the plan for all of you like growing up to because it, it seems so strange that uh, like you know like siblings would all take the same like kind of. Mm-hmm. a career path you know and like to be have that kind of interest together but was comedy a big part of your lives growing up yeah yeah it was a huge huge part of it um i mean we grew up uh you know sort of uh pretty broke on like welfare and um uh and and my mom was always really hilarious so it's mm-hmm. that's part of the way we kind of like dealt with our situation and um yeah yeah, my oldest brother Francisco is is also hilarious. He did a lot of plays and and that sort of thing. He ended up kind of doing probably the the smartest thing and not getting into comedy as a career. But uh, yeah, yeah, we, we're all sort of very close in age too. So there's four boys in five years, and um, it was never the direct plan. But when Miguel went to university. He sort of started, you know, doing sketch comedy and started a sketch troupe with me. Me and Miguel are only one year apart, right? So, mm, yeah, us and a couple other people, we started doing sketch comedy uh, under the name Frenzy was our first sketch troupe. And um, yeah, we we were doing comedy for a long time. And then my little brother, Thomas, uh, kind of joined in. And yeah, it was, then it was uh, three of us doing comedy, especially early days of the comedy bar. I think, you know, it was really a wild place and like, you know, a lot of new things were being tried at all times. And yeah, we, you know, I remember the first couple of years, we weren't really sure if the comedy bar was going to continue like as a place. So we were all there drinking a lot and kind of trying to make it a thing Mm -hmm. before it sort of took off. And now uh, for like the listeners that uh, may not have been to Toronto, like Comedy Bar is like the premier, I would say, comedy spot. Like if you're going to go to a spot where you might see like your favorite comedian, like just randomly drop in, like Mm -hmm. that's where it's going to be. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of like this uh, underground, um, amazing comedy and when you're saying underground, it's like literally underground. It is literally it's, underground. It's, it's a basement, hundred percent. Like it's underground in both ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did just yes. open a second location too on the uh, east end as well, right? Yeah. So expanding. So expanding. So yeah, comedy bar Danforth. I sadly have not been there yet, mm-hmm. but I, I I will be there soon. I'm excited you know, to check it out. You know what's insane too is uh, I we haven't either, and we're yeah. very close to it. <laughs> like we're so close to it, but I've only gone to the other one. <laughs> You're like, listen, I live at uh, I live at Vic Park, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I live in the park and I'm not, I'm I'm not walking there. there. So, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> not I, happening. I actually yeah. live right above it, but I yeah. really avoid going through it by just uh, jumping out the window. Yeah, fire escape every time. I'm so proud of you because, yeah, like someone's got to do stunts on a regular uh, day every day, you know, so yeah. I appreciate the people who sort of stick to it and jump out windows. <laughs> um, big fan of Jackie Chan and mm-hmm. yeah, anyone who yeah, does stunts. Grew up so. on his movies, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so another big thing for you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> another big thing for you, uh, Freddie, um, is obviously basketball. As you had, yep. Uh, you right now have one on the Sonar Network, uh, the pickup, a WNBA a basketball picture behind you. You have a basketball picture behind you. Hey, <laughs> for those who can't see, I'm, it, I'm everybody. Yeah, I'm pointing to it, but I really just did a thumbs up that blocked it. But you know. Mm-hmm. Also, previously having Confederacy of Dunks as well. So, I, I mean, basketball seems to be a big thing uh, going forward as well. So, I mean, you you've been uh, going through and really incorporating your interests, I guess, from like childhood into what you do. Yeah, I am one hundred percent the example of um, turning every single hobby into <laughs> a job, which uh, it definitely has this like ups and downs but i mean you know for me it's really working like i yeah. i've always been obsessed with basketball and me and my buddy kevin douse who i i you know was in the, my first sketch troupe started uh doing the podcast because we were basically just talking about basketball all day every day at our uh, we worked in a storage unit uh for this small company on adelaide in toronto and then we just started recording the podcast on our phone and yeah, it was after that that we kind of um, basically, you know, it was irregular for a long time. And then I think about two years in, my producer, Matt Duncan, joined and he basically was like, hey, um, do you guys want to like not sound like shit? <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, that would actually be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So he's an incredible just, you know, producer and um is really detail oriented and is the reason I have this mic for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, then it was the three of us for a long time. And um, Kevin actually decided to go to law school uh, and is now a lawyer. So congratulations to Kevin and, and yeah, me and Matt kind of continued that podcast. And early on in the pandemic, uh, Catherine Niker, uh, who's also a comedian and podcaster, uh, and into basketball, um, we sort of decided to cover the WNBA because it's a it's a league we love as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we approached Sonar and Michael and Mariana were were very down and you know have been really helpful. And yeah, we're uh, we just got we just passed a year. Uh, we're probably like a year and a couple months now. Uh, and congratulations to you two, by the way, on, on making it uh, uh, eight years or eight seasons into a podcast. It's, uh, oh, it's oh, an eight achievement. Years. Eight years. It's yeah it's a too long they say <laughs> it's it's too long it's a grind but also it's sort of uh, uh to me it proves that you're having fun you know yeah they won't stop us they try they try we don't care yeah they uh, try every day <laughs> we get emails cease and desist yeah not gonna stop us swat teams they'll send us to jail we'll record it on our little illegal prison phones 
just like i didn't um, yeah um, i didn't snow <laughs> record informer in prison is that re- true i don't know you're the snow expert why are you asking me i don't know i asked you as if i <laughs> i'm the only one in okay the world well interested i about it <laughs> i don't know about that but i'm really happy you brought up snow because we uh we actually grew up across the street from snow really uh, in yeah like so our, our government like subsidized like kind of like little townhomes that we grew up in yeah uh snow's family uh so he's way older than me but i played baseball with him when i was like four or five he was like you know i think probably 1920 and um at some point i think he hit someone in the face with a crowbar (laughs) um yeah you know he was he was for real but um (laughs) yeah I, i remember him uh there was a big party when uh when he got out of prison because he uh uh he came home in a limo Wow. So it was, it was a big deal. That was before Informer. I think he, he, he by the time it was Informer time, he was he was not living in uh, uh, River Breeze, which is where we grew up. Shout out to River Breeze <laughs> in uh, in Ajax. But uh, yeah, Snow was uh, my neighbor. Wow. So like, Freddie, you, you don't understand how much of a hero of mine Snow is uh, of Informer being such a big song for me and uh, <laughs> i want to understand also legal being a big under uh big song for me uh that was i had like the cd when they did just singles of just legal on it i bought it from music world i only had one Sick. cd single and i didn't know it was a single when i bought it and that's the only reason i had it <laughs> and what a disappointment. Like, damn one song what a disappointment yeah. that was <laughs> I think uh, the funny thing about like, because I, I did get to meet Snow once and I don't know if I've ever actually told this story on the podcast before. I don't know. You you might have. Yeah. It's I, been a few I, years. I very well might have. <laughs> but um, it was at a TIFF party uh, when I first moved to Toronto because he was in talks to the film that I saw. They were going to make a series and I knew the people making it. Uh, and he was in talks to being in it or uh, whatnot. Uh, but um, he was at the party and there was there was like other celebrities there. But with Snow and in my head, one of his songs was playing. I don't know if this is true, but <laughs> he was sitting there and he had uh, it looks like he, he was in a biker gang. Like he had a, a, a oh, yeah, a, a gang um vest on that said vice president very like sons of anarchy and then he had another guy with him that said prospect and another guy didn't have a patch at all the two guys with him had the logo of the gang on their back like stitched on their back like biker gang but snow had a giant snowflake (laughs) oh that's good stuff (laughs) Uh, I i love how hard they're branding you know what i mean they're just no one will ever be mistaken about who we are we are a gang the snowflake look at the stitching <laughs> i'm a i'm a precious snowflake <laughs> in, a, in a hard tough way <laughs> yeah. yeah i uh, always thought snow looked like guile from street fighter oh yeah <laughs> okay sorry just a weird aside in my I, head i, I, was I gotta look at it i don't really remember what snow looks like well he also because i walked up to him and I was like, hey, I, uh, it's great to meet you. I love uh, the song Legal. And he like shook my hand. And then he looked at uh, two of the women that were beside him. And he was like, go dance with this guy. And I think he did it just to get me away from him. 
Right. But also, I was very confused why Snow has such power. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely see the yeah. guile. There's a lot of comparisons to uh, Edward Snowden as well. And then it says informers in this uh, meme. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a more recent thing. I, I do love that. That Snow was like, ladies, you need to dance with this man. <laughs> It's just like full polka. You're like, yeah. okay, I wasn't expecting this type of dancing, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we got to do if we go to jail. We come home in a limo and we start telling people to dance with people. Yeah. And then we'll be famous. It, it's true. It's true. <laughs> or, or we'll get, you know, I mean, it's a good vibe. Yeah. <laughs> no one's, no one's going to complain. I don't know if we could pull it off, though. <laughs> well, we got to dive into a bit of a spookier note oh, here. Yeah. Because, Let's do it. Freddie, we got to know. Do you believe in ghosts? Okay. I, uh, I mean, I hope this isn't a buzzkill, but yeah. I do not believe in ghosts. Not a buzzkill for me. That's great news. I hate them. They're not real. <laughs> but we're one skeptic and one uh, believer at the table. So it's definitely a huge buzzkill. One of us is me. rational. One of us is, uh, you know, sure. an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I certainly believe in like weird, scary stuff. Mm. but uh like what i guess um yeah i mean i think nature can be pretty creepy like i think animals are weird sometimes Mm -hmm. um but i guess no snow around your baseball diamond uh hitting people with crowbars is pretty creepy totally right that's pretty real that's pretty scary (laughs) like was the limo real or was that like a ghost limo you know what i mean we'll never know no my thing with ghosts is always uh I feel like, I mean, maybe it's the ghost stories mm-hmm. I, I hear. I think so much of the time they, they haunt like manors or like really big <laughs> cottages yeah. and growing up in like apartments and like small places. I was, I mean, maybe they were just like, we're not going to haunt these people. They're, they're struggling already. <laughs> like let's haunt these rich bastards. Yeah. Ghosts but, are for uh, the rich. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is there any apartment ghost stories? I mean, I'm sure there are. There must be. Yeah. 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 I mean, even going by that, is it just like the rich people are the only ones who think they have problems and that's why they come back as ghosts? <laughs> well, the, the people, that, have the that people with actual problems are just like, yeah, yeah I'm dead now. It's OK. <laughs> we need to talk about ghost privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Enough's enough. That's what it sounds like. Casper that- was a trust fund baby. OK. <laughs> hey, you live in a house that big? Yeah, he did live in a mansion. He clearly had money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm hmm. <laughs> but then they tried to play it off like some Cinderella story, didn't they? With his uncles. I don't know. That that movie's wild to look back on. Like, I don't I didn't remember like most of it. And then when we watched it it's during weird. the pandemic, like that the Ghostbusters are in it and stuff. Like there's so much stuff that Very I strange did right. not remember. I also, haven't seen I, that in a long time. And he has like mean ghost brothers, right? There is uncles. His uncles. I was just yeah. gonna say, how, uncles, do you, right, how do you right. end up living with three uncles? How does that happen? <laughs> Yeah, this is like full house ghost style. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess the dream is that you live with three uncles. Well, uh, what the dream is that one person in your family really makes it rich and famous and then you all live with them. But why only three uncles are there, though? That's what I'm saying. What, he might not have more than three. What do you mean only three? No, 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 no. But like, why isn't there We're, other family members is what I'm saying. Why is it only the three uncles who are still there with him? Oh, the others moved on. 
Okay. Everybody else but three uncles. Well, yeah, because the other ones are just known for being stinky. Stretchy. Stretchy. And is the other one just fat? Is that his thing? Or is that the stinky one? No, the stinky one's like all skinny and like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. one's I stinky, one's stretchy, and one's just fat. Like, I don't know. Nice? Are they just like the three stooges? Is that what they're supposed to be? Oh, maybe they actually. You might be onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor guys are just a cut. Co- they're just a comedy trio. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they got they got stuck in a mansion. They did a corporate and um, must have been they died there you know yeah, they're like i swear that when With we nephew. Uh, when we died in the 50s this farting was cutting edge yeah like hey uncle <laughs> like someone asking their brothers to take their their kid out for a while take your nephew out for a comedy show and then they all die in a mansion <laughs> I mean, it happens yep i guess I, uh, that's true i know so many people that's happened to <laughs> Um, so you were talking about nature being a big uh, fear. Is it uh, like the animals within it or is it the openness? What do you what are you feeling there? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good question. I, I mean, uh, I'm down to explore, but I feel like um, it's some kind of combination of the both uh, or of the mm-hmm. two of them. And I also feel like there's a certain amount of. uh, uh I'm not I'm not someone who grew up, you know, like camping and like yeah. in touch with nature, but I do feel like there's a certain amount of human disrespect mm-hmm. and there's this sort of like I don't know, this karma element to mother nature where yeah as we continue to disrespect it, it's going to be like, all right, well, this bird's going to freaking I don't know, like peck out your eye like mm-hmm. uh <laughs> You or or I don't know this this uh, you're gonna come home to like a Komodo dragon in your bathtub. Yeah. Why? You know, just because you 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 threw that pop can on the highway. That's why. I think you're describing <laughs> fully. Um, I remember there was this Brendan Fraser movie where he was making a condo in the middle of the forest, and then all of the animals attack him. I have no idea what this is. I, wow! I think Prime it's, Fraser. I think it's towards the end of Fraser. Now we're seeing a Fraser Renaissance, or whatever. was this yes. in like Journey to the Center of the Earth or something? No, it was uh, <laughs> fur, Furry Vengeance. Oh, and he Ooh. he's building. Yeah, okay. he's like a condo developer. I this movie, and he pisses but I didn't off see it. the Is entire that what that woods. Movie's about yeah, and all of the animals come after him and attack him right. for vengeance. Okay. See, that scares me. I yeah. like that. I, I mean, would I be developing a condo uh, in the middle of nowhere? Absolutely not. Do I think people should? You also, start, absolutely you not. You got to yeah. start somewhere. I, just, I mean, with housing right. prices the way they are, we got to start uh, developing hear that, forests. I just like uh, every condo start somewhere. I just like the pride I felt when I told you that your ultimate fear is a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that checks that tracks i think with uh with you know like just how trauma forms like i i was definitely scared of the leprechaun growing up you know well speaking Uh, actually speaking of animal vengeance we just saw uh beast with uh idris elba that's true that was about an animal getting vengeance on people for being uh pieces of shit so yeah that trailer is pretty awesome i'm not gonna (laughs) lie I, i i was it good yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. I I was for me, like when I saw that trailer, I was like, that's what I'm making sure to see in the theater. <laughs> I, I oh, my God. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. I enjoyed it, but I feel like it was a movie that 
would have done much better if it came out in 2003. Like, <laughs> it seemed like right. more of like a like of a time. It felt like a movie that I would watch on like TBS in like. <laughs> right. Like, am I, I going to see Piranha 3D or Beast? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the Leprechaun got you, too. Huh? Like, that, yeah, that it did me, too. I think I was just too little mm-hmm. to be watching that or something, but um, well, that's a rated R horror movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it was pretty like it's pretty hilarious. The Leprechaun, but also it was one of those things where there's just uh, this specific scene where somebody like like I think he like slices someone's like leg or Achilles or something under the mm. bed. Mm. And I used to run and jump off my bed out all the way out of my room. Like if I had to go like pee in the night or whatever, because I was like, the leprechaun's going to be there. He's going to slice me. That's the thing about uh, movies from like that era, right? Like growing up watching Mm -hmm. like uh, scary movies. It was all under the bed stuff. Everything was under. You don't see stuff under the bed as much anymore. Nobody has beds. We need it. Yeah, we We don't have beds anymore. That's true. Well, because the the big under the bed one for me was Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> that one loved Ernest. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that one. What happens in that one? Uh, well, it's the troll that yeah. turns everyone into dolls, like she captures the kids and turns oh, them right. into little okay. dolls to be mm, like, but you love your little dolls. That's true. So you could have been one of your little dolls if something would have got you under your bed. Yeah, of course, you're referring to my <laughs> my Funko Pop. Collection. No, no. And all your old wrestling toys. You had tons of He's them. like, don't talk about my toys. Yeah. <laughs> um. You can't see behind us right now, Freddie, because it's a little dark, but it's a total Pee Wee's Playhouse back here. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to Pee Wee Herman. Peewee's Playhouse. If you're I mean, a Pee-wee. scare. Yeah, if you're listening, Peewee, what's up? Um, <laughs> For the man, folks that, at home great, that love the too. 90s, we've talked about wrestling, snow, yeah. Peewee, Leprechaun. <laughs> this is also like 80s, 90s kind of like yeah. crossover here. <laughs> if you're if you're Gen Z, guess what? None of this is real. This has all been improv. <laughs> We're making up things. These references don't exist. <laughs> They're just like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? They're like, I think some of those characters in, are in Fortnite, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I love mean, the, they uh, might be now. I love the Fortnite Pee Wee mod. Yeah. <laughs> you get his bike. <laughs> yeah, well, the, 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 the new playhouse area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serious mm-hmm. hell, man. On that note, we got a story to tell. Whoa. We all drew it. positions beforehand. Uh, Freddie, do you want to reveal what you drew? I am the celebrity. That's or right. A celebrity. So with that, I go to a random celebrity generator, and it's going to give you four options, and you're going to have to choose between one of those celebrities. Now, for a brief break, my phone isn't here. <laughs> Classic. Wow. So professional. He just went back into Pee Wee's Playhouse. He's lost. He's scared, but he's back. (laughs) Well, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I don't need my phone. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the big part of the show where we use the generators. (laughs) I'm making a note, so I remember to edit that out. Okay. 
All right, Freddie, your options are Jaden Smith, Denzel Washington, Robert Downey Jr., and Bethany Frankel. Bethany? I've never heard of Bethany Frankel. Bethany Frankel? I don't know. Move the phone up there closer and see if that image (laughs) does anything for you, Freddie, because it does nothing for me. Yeah, it's not doing a lot, but uh, I'm going to have a quick look here. Bethany Frankel. What's what's she from? She's she's a a she's a real housewife. That's pretty Uh, scary. Yeah, it is scary. (laughs) Um, Okay, let me I'm going to go. I'm going to go Robert Downey. Yeah, you almost got cornered into Robert Downey Jr. there, I would say. (laughs) I did. I did. Yeah, all signs were pointing towards Iron Man. Um, (laughs) Well, and I drew the swing position, so that means no responsibility in the story. I can do whatever (laughs) I want. And that means that I drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to canigetit.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Let's do a location. Small town grocery store. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> they really went that's all a, that's that pretty one. good. So, you know, very specific. started off with a nice food land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> An IGA. All right. Well, it's a, a small town grocery, a spooky small town grocery store with uh, Robert Downey Jr. All right. Let's do it. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine, right. you know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com spooked to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. Let's do it. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> you had this, like, you, you stared into, like, deep thought, and then you just, like, came back with a giggle. Let's do it. Like, you just, right. like, you just thought yeah. of something incredible for I, us. I right had now. some gas, so I was just like, oh. all right, okay, okay, okay let's go. <laughs> this guy just danced with Snow's girls. That's true. That's true. All right. Martinville was a small town, but it was an honest town filled with small people, but honest people. There were people who loved to go around and wave to their neighbor, a kind of town where everybody loved to help each other out, you know, a town where nobody was ever really wanting because everyone was wanting to help out. And that's why Martinville was the perfect place for an independent grocer. And that was a perfect place for Jerry to run his shop and to sell his wares. Well, Davis, step out in the limo. Here we are. This is going to be my new grocery store. Now, write this down. Yeah, yes, sir. We'll have apples. Okay, apples. Oranges. Oranges. Various meats. Various meats. Um... Are they gonna want tofu in a small town? They probably won't want tofu in a small we town, but won't. it might be good to have it just in case. We'll have one brick, one brick, and I, I don't forget. Yes, about all of the snacks. Okay. Oh, about apples and oranges snacks. No, those aren't real snacks. Oh, they're nature snacks. Yes, we want chips. Okay, chips, cookies, cookies. Now, all of that's uh, all of oh, write down yes, all of the fixings, all the fixings, and then we'll Coleslaw. think about what that means later. <laughs> Macaroni salad, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, uh, c- corn. Uh, I get re- fixings, fixings. All right, are we gonna have enough room uh, in our uh, pardon me, sirs? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, except that I did. I'm just curious, will will you be selling 5% milk at this new store? 5% milk, I guess. Well, we've got 1%, 2%, skim, and homogenized. I think that's 3.5%. Well, we got whole. Whole milk. Okay, what's whole milk then? Is that the same thing? Is, is homogenized and whole milk the exact same thing? I don't know. Well, we got both. And heavy cream. That's... That's twenty five percent. Yeah. So we we do we do twenty. And if you find your milk a bit thicker, then and then half and half is ten percent. Half and half, ten percent. Okay, we got a few options, but we seem to uh, not quite <laughs> hit the five or double it. Okay, so we need half of half and half to make half, which would be five percent. Sorry, uh, so sorry, we've yeah. got half. Well, uh, let me just apologize to our future customers. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, uh, uh, madam, but we, uh, we, we, uh, we won't quite have all of the options as of yet. But we will have a suggestion box. You see, we're just doing a little bit of a planning phase. Yeah. Right, it's now. a small town oh, okay. grocery store. Uh, if you have noticed, this is a small town. That's fine. But I don't know where you used to get your groceries before this. All, if you don't mind telling me. Well, sure, sure. You see, and and thank you for such a divine answer. Uh, I used to get my groceries. Well, I used to get my groceries at my my uncle's house. See, he lived with his two other uncles. And uh, well, 
they kind of ran into some trouble financially. And then I found myself. So you yeah, stole from people swamp. that were running <laughs> into financial trouble. It seems like you just went to your uncle's house and just took food off of his shelves as if it was a grocery store. Are they alive? I will say it was a bit. It was a bit predatory, if I am being honest. Did you pay for we, the groceries? We, I certainly did not. <laughs> you see, they inherited quite a bit. Well, one uncle mm. did. And see, that's the dream. They, ah, yes. they To have the all the uncles one, living in one house. Sure, sure. So you can keep and, an eye uh, on them. And they used to have 5% milk. And <laughs> by that, I mean, you could get it straight from the cow. So I assumed it was the highest percentage possible. And we would drink the milk and drink the milk. And one day, well, well, the cows were there, but the uncles were gone. And uh, I guess all that to say, we're happy that you you big city boys are here to uh, open a, a new. I don't know. Is it a, is it a restaurant? Is it a convenience store? It seems like you have quite a bit. It's a small town grocery store. So I guess what she's saying is that she took all of their food and they withered away until they passed away. I suppose. Well, I'm just curious. The cows were still there. So couldn't you still get the 5% milk straight from the cows? Or did you not know how to milk the cows? And that's what the uncles did. Well, uh, great questions. And I do really appreciate the reality you've set up here. Thank you. But I will say we tried to milk the cows and... um, well, you wouldn't believe what came out of the udders. What was it? Was it orange juice? No, it, it wasn't a liquid at all. It was uh, dust and, and small bones. Dust and and small we bones. filled the pail up. We filled the pail up. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't much for us to eat. See, I have a big family. Um, just me. And... Uh, you know, I, that's a big family around here. One person by themselves uh, yeah. who takes what they can when they can. You can't feed what? a family on dust and bones. Well, yeah, what yep. you're saying is coming out of these cows is quite frankly, uh, write this down, Davis. Yeah, okay. Utterly disgusting. Utterly disgusting. Thank you. Davis, you're sure a good writer. Thank you. I uh, went to school for writing. No, uh, madam, I will say, too, that at our grocery store, mm-hmm. no matter how beautiful you and by the way, you are beautiful. Davis, can I say that? So you're not allowed well, to thank say you. that. Oh, you, well, they, 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 well, you're not allowed to say that. That's uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Davis, write this down. Yeah. I, I have a mohawk and I do appreciate when people say I'm beautiful because right, mohawk is a bit risky around these parts okay it's a all unique right. look and i respect the gumption oh i'm now, writing all of this down now write this down okay davis do you want me to keep writing or no stop matter, writing and then write this down no matter how okay. beautiful you are going yes. into my greg buxom's grocery greg buxom no matter how beautiful no matter how beautiful you are yes or write this down hideous or hideous you do no. not get free groceries at our grocery okay. store. So you can't just take them like you did at your uncle's. Right. You have to pay. That's oh. the rule. Now, if you want uh, us so to. So let. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Then. I was just going to say, uh, you'll be charging. Yes. Charging. So uh, I-, I didn't realize. Oh, oh. we have. <laughs> we... Okay. Well, I guess when you shop for groceries at your family's house and never pay for it. Makes sense. So you would know that you have to pay for it. Hey, how about this one? 
Why don't you work at this grocery store? Well, I think I'd like that quite a bit. See, I'm not what you call a libertarian. I'm more so uh, someone who picks away at uh, the abundance of society and assumes that I'll never have to give back. And uh, I think I'd like to try this on for size. All right. Well, this seems like a perfect uh, kind of a, a, a situation. Yeah. So and I guess now all we need to do is uh, get to work. And so the three of them set sure. down to getting that grocery store up and running. They were going to have a fine grocery store in Martinville, a, a perfect little place where people could buy the things that they wanted. Oranges, apples, buckets of bones and dust, everything a person could want right there. in The very convenience of one store and the three of them, they were really making sure that it was going to be something special for the people in that town. But I, I just kind of realized that we never compensated you for the last two months over your buckets of bones and uh, dust. Oh, well, that's okay. That's absolutely fine. See, I've been picking away at all the things you have to offer. The fixings, the shelves. Have you noticed some of the shelves gone missing? Because I've been taking some. <laughs> Are you taking them back to your house and setting the fixings up there? Well, let's just say I'm building a bridge across a swamp because that's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. Now, uh, Davis, can yes. you check the books, please? All right. Now, what is the ratio for fixings to bucket of bone and dust? Mm. Now, what is the cost difference in this? The co Wait, the ratio or the cost difference? Which one do you want? Well, I want a little bit of both. I, okay. I'm mainly, in, uh, I guess, interested in the cost. Oh, okay. Well, the buckets of bones and dust are much cheaper than the fixings right because we're getting them free from the dust cows okay and the, the fixings cost quite a bit for quite us. a bit we're not getting them from any cows oh my god so i was about to come over here and compensate you for all of the things that uh we've been mm -hmm. taking for free but you've been compensating yourself yes and you've been that's over compensating right. yourself yeah that's true oh my so I hope you have about how much money are we at loss here? Uh, we're looking at about uh, $32,000. $32,000. I hope you can find that money, madam, because no matter how I wrote this down, right? I write this, you did write it down. Well, I wrote it down for you. Well, what does it say? By proxy. You what does it, it say, Davis? It says that, oh, by golly, I need that $32,000. No, it says, I'm thinking if you wrote it down correctly, no matter how beautiful you are. Now, Davis, oh, be or stop. horrendous or hideous <laughs> or hideous. I'm a little bit of both. <laughs> You, uh, we all. you do not get anything for free in this establishment. Now, you've been no. working here, so I hope that uh, your two months pay at a grocery could compensate 32 grand worth of fixings. But if not, well, let me say. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, let you say well, we're, you, we're ready to hear it. I'm ready to write it down. Yeah, you know, I it. should hear you out because I do have a big reveal at the end of this. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean. <laughs> 
I didn't have much more to say as as of yet. I might I might have a little something after your reveal. I don't know. But what I will say is that you should speak right now because these could be the last words you ever speak. All right. So I wrote that down that you just kind of petered out at the end there and didn't really have a final point. Is that OK? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank okay. you, Davis. We are really taking notes here in Martinville. I appreciate you, Davis, and your thoroughness. Thank you. And uh well, I guess it's a good time to do my reveal, which is that I'm going to hop on this here cow and I'm going to giddy up all across Martinville. So if you can catch me, you can get your money back. Now, this cow moves real slow, but I don't think you can catch me. Giddy up. Let's ride, cow. I think she's implying that she's got the money on her, <laughs> but she didn't want to pay it. Yeah. I think she's also getting away. It sounds like, wait a minute. We better go catch her then. I'm only 10 feet away, but I don't think you can catch me. Well, it's a good thing that we decided to stock our store up with skateboards. That's true. Now let's hop on this and wait. Butter slick. Oh, sir, are you okay? <laughs> I think she set that up. That's why she said we couldn't catch her on her slow cow. Damn. Now Wasn't... I'm 15 feet away. <laughs> How are we supposed to skateboard on a butter slick? Davis, run through the butter slick and catch her. Okay. Oh, you landed on me. Oh, dang it. You want to write that down? Did you write that down, Davis? <laughs> I'm writing it right now. Ouch. Oh. Ow, now I'm 18 feet away and the cow's taking a break. I didn't plan for this. What do we do? We got to get rid of all this butter. Oh, I guess Davis, get up and clean it all up, mop it up, and then scoop me off the ground and prop me on that skateboard. Wait, we'll start riding. I have to do everything? Davis, yes. No, You're the guy that writes things down. You're the guy that does something. I'm the money man. I'm the money and the ideas. You don't have any money. She's got all the money. Well, we have some. I mean, I just lost out on some vixens, but I wouldn't be some kind of a greedy entrepreneur if I didn't have any money left after 32 grand of vixens. Well, I don't know. It seems like she's the one with the money and you're just the one with the idea that went bust. And now your idea is for me to do even more work. Well, if you... I thought this is a town where everybody helps everybody, not me just helping you. If you love her so goddamn much, why don't you start writing stuff down for her and leave me? I can barely hear you. I'm 21 feet away now. The cow's moving again. I'm writing that down right now, sir. Uh, are you? Well, then you're still working for me. Okay, that's not what you're saying. Oh, what she's saying. Oh, no. I didn't write that down. Well, then go then. See I if will. I can. Maybe I will. Because I, I got friends in high places. I can replace you no problem. Oh, I'm sure you can. I was, I, I'd like to see you try, sir. I got friends that you... Now, you'll, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to strap these corn cobs to the bottom of my feet and I skate across the butter. Because nothing gets through butter like corn. You better pay $2 for those. I ain't paying shit. Consider this my severance package. Oh! Hey, Martin, I always needed a rider. Why don't you skate over to me, hop on this slow cow, and we'll get away, start a life. All right. Here we go. And so he, I skated across the butter and hopped on the back of that cow. 
and the two of them slowly sauntered off while the old shop owner sat there covered in greasy butter, just tears rolling down his face. He was all alone, no one to write it down for him. Ooh, I better go to my little black book and start looking up my old phone numbers because I think I got just the guy that can help us out. And so he flipped through his little black book, his, his little fingers flipping through the pages so fast, so quick, till he found the page that he needed. And he whipped out his little cell phone and he punched up the numbers real quick. Hello? Yes. I'm going to need you to fly down here. I know you may got some. No, I know. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. No, you're a little bit busy. Yeah. But you don't got the Avengers movies anymore. I saw they got rid of you. Oh, but you got that. Oh, Sherlock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you got a second. Anyway, I could use you. Remember the time that I gave you a couple cherry tomatoes? Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, I'll see you soon. I am Iron Man. Thank you for coming full costume to help out today. Uh, little pissed that you busted through the ceiling, and I'm going to have to get that fixed. That's another probably 32 grand at least. Well, uh, I'm a big movie star. What can I say? When I arrive, I change the dynamics of the town. But hey, I uh, I do remember those chairs you gave me. And uh, we'll solve this problem once and for all. I am, in fact, Robert Downey Jr. That's right. A big star in a small town like Martinville. Robert Downey Jr. busting through the ceilings of grocery stores to help solve the mystery of uh, two employees walking off the job. <laughs> yeah, on the uh, Welcome to Martinville sign, there's a old painter writing Robert Downey Jr. where Robert Downey Jr. once was. You're already Thank making you so waves. much. <laughs> You're already making waves in this goddamn town, Robert. Now, what I need you to do, if you appreciate those cherry tomatoes as much as you did, I know you did. I do. I do. I'm going to need you to get that cow, get my old pal Davis, and get that beautiful woman back into this store to pay me my 32 grand. Uh, <laughs> he got a text message on his phone saying, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, damn it, Davis. It's done me. Now, let me ask you a couple questions before I start killing all these people. This woman, is she beautiful and hideous? Um, I think it all depends on perspective. <laughs> okay. And does she have three uncles that she pilfered for a very long time and they slowly went away? Okay. You must know her then because yeah, that's exactly where she's probably going is going into her old uncle's house where she killed those uncles by not giving them any food, making them wither away because they were so damn broke. They couldn't hardly afford any. And she stole all the goddamn food. And then she's probably going in there with that cow that only spurts out bones and dust. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, Mr. Junior, if you went in there and that house was haunted. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised either. I got an idea. Let's burn this town to the ground. 
I know it's where you started your business, but I really do think it would be fun to, uh, I guess, see this, uh, these small town folks run around and I don't know, be scared of me. What, what are you doing? I thought you would have waited for a reaction before you start burning my grocery store. Why would you start here? Martinville <laughs> is a small, quiet town of people who love to help out each other. Martinville was, you know, a quaint place where things moved a little differently, a little slower. But on that day, the town burned like a kindling box as Robert Downey Jr. set fire to every building in town. <laughs> and people tried Woo-wee. to help out to put the fire, but they were overwhelmed by the sheer volume of it and just the sheer star power of Robert Downey Jr. These Golly. folks it's Robert love Downey the fire. They might be saying they hate the fire, but they love me. They love the fire. They like how kind of mean I am to people on a regular basis. Isn't that charming? All of a sudden, Davis and the old lady came up on the cow. Sir, what? What the hell are you doing? I don't know. He went just kind of rogue. I, I, I got him here based off the cherry tomatoes. I thought he liked them enough. Then you just started burning the whole town down. I was hoping he'd go to your house and burn it down. So you knew this was going to happen. What do you mean? I knew this was going to happen. This happened in the last four towns that we tried to set up grocery stores in. Don't you remember? You always got to bring that up. Well, you and I have a falling out. I go off with some lady and her cow, and then you call Robert Downey Jr. And then he burns the whole town down. Well, yeah. And, and more we... like more like Robert Bernie Jr. Robert Burnett Downey Jr. Beautiful. You got and it. Hilarious. Write, that, <laughs> write that down, Davis. You're I'm, all right. I'm, I'm writing it down. Listen. We'll help save the town, but on one condition. Okay. You got to spank your own bottom red. Spank my own bottom red. And you got to give us our jobs back with a pay raise. Well, I don't know if I have much of a grocery left to open, but uh, sure. Well, you're not going to have much of anything left to open if you don't let us help you out. Fine. Do what you got to do, and I'll open up my big wallet and give you all the money you need. I might have a little bit of a solution here, too. You see, Robert seems like he's got a lot of money. I do have a lot of money. (laughs) And he seems like he's got a lot of arrogance. I do have a lot of arrogance. (laughs) How How about I slowly take everything he has i feel like that's a lifetime of goods i don't know if i like this idea fellas push the cow on robert all right and so they trapped robert downey jr beneath the cow he couldn't that's heavy I, I, I know what they say about tipping cows, but it did seem incredibly easy for us. He's a very light cow full of bones and dust. <laughs> Speaking of, I'll sprinkle this bones and dust over the fires to help bring it down a little bit. Then it'll be a bit more manageable for the fire department to deal with. <laughs> Davis, you are so amenable. Well, thank you. I'll write that down. Where is the fire department anyways? Oh, geez, this town ain't got one. It's too small, too quaint. Wait, let me guess. Was it your uncles were the fire department? Yep. And not just that. They were the EMS 
and the police department well, and the banking department and Parks and Rec. And the city didn't pay them for any of that. The city just took them for all they had, which is all I knew, which is why I took them for all they had. <laughs> and so the city burned and burned and burned. And nobody came to help because all the people who could have helped were, well, dead. Well, I guess maybe we can just all go somewhere new and start over again. The four of us. Well, the five of us, the cow, too. Yeah, I guess we could do that. I mean, if we unfree Robert from this very light bones and dust cow. What do you maybe say, we Robert? Could fly on his back. Robert, you want to fly us to a new town where we can start fresh and mooch off of your wealth? Well, I am shooting another, uh, I don't know, superhero movie. I think uh, I'm not going to be Iron Man this time. I'm going to be, I don't know, some other dumb character. But uh, we're taking over a small... (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read the script yet. But I can improv and I'm really rich and... I mostly just care about climate change these days. Hmm. But uh, yeah, you guys can hop on my legs, my arms, my back. Of course. Uh, cow yeah. might be tough. Caring about climate change, lighting a whole town on fire. It's the rebirth. You see, uh, I think if you burn one town to the ground at a time, well, something might grow that you might need. It's true. Nature can come back. That's true. Hey, how about we find ourselves a cute little town to put some groceries in no fooling we'll start fresh we'll start fresh but the groceries won't be fresh they'll be processed all right no fresh produce i'm writing that down thank you davis well and it's almost like it's almost like i well stop me if i'm getting ahead of myself but perhaps i could call you three my new three uncles I think I'd like that very much. I'm writing that one down. New three uncles. And in true uncle fashion, I called you beautiful many times. <laughs> yeah, that we'll we'll have to forget about that. But you can't uh, say that. I mean, you, you also you can't say that these days. And you also called me hideous, which you you know, you can't say that these days. I alluded to you being hideous. <laughs> You said a lot. You said a lot with a little. But hey, uh, I don't did comment on people's to appearance. Let's let's just leave it at that. All right, but we do need to set down a rule in the new town and all agree on it right now. No matter how beautiful they are, they don't get free groceries. I think we gotta set that down. I think that's fair, and I also think Robert, if it's okay with you. I could slowly take what you have and it wouldn't affect too much. You see, you're not a small business. You're you're richer than some countries, Robert. Well, uh, I don't really see the irony in that. And I actually take it as a compliment because I'm hoarding wealth. Yeah, so thanks. I don't know if you see the irony man in that, but uh, you were Iron Man. Martin, you're all right. I hope you write that down. My name's not Martin. It's Martinville. <laughs> Oh, shit. Sorry, Davis. You see, uh, I forget about the small people quite a bit. It's part of my character. 
Uh, in fact, we in Martinville, I, I'm I, I might as just as easy called it Davisville when I was burning those those buildings, uh, starting with my friends. And um, anyhow, accept my apology and accept this wad of cash. All right, I will accept both, and I will write that down. <laughs> And so they fly, fly into the sky until Iron Man just starts catching on fire. Oh, geez, Mr. Man, you're you're catching on fire. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you're going to explode and all of us good people are going to die. Well, uh, that was the plan, but uh, <laughs> I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, my plan was to to have an agreement with new friends and then kill myself and kill them all but uh now i'm a little bit scared because i i didn't mention that yes i'm iron man but also yes i'm afraid of heights whoa soon he's gonna be the human torch maybe that's what he's doing preparing for his next role well god i hope i hope yeah i'm i'm getting a little bit torched myself hey davis write this down yeah i did always care about you you did sir no matter how beautiful <laughs> okay yeah okay no it just let's just burn up already Ow. Spooked. that Whoa. was a scary story <laughs> wow wow that, Holy it's guacamole who thought getting groceries would be so fun it's also good to have a story where uh, every character is pretty much doing terrible things. <laughs> yeah, I think Davis was all right. Yeah, yeah. Dav- um, Davis was the only one. He was, but he guilty by association. <laughs> he was just recording. He's like a reporter. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so. need, you need someone to document the atrocities. Yeah. Davis was like a, a war photographer. And exactly. we, we would have probably never got that story had Davis not taken notes. That's true. It, yeah, I, we, that's what we found. We found I got an anonymous email with all these notes. <laughs> and we just read them verbatim. Yeah. Amazing. Let this day forever be remembered as Davis Day. Davisville Day. <laughs> well, uh, Freddie, have you ever been that scared in your entire life? Uh, I can't say I have. I'm oh. terrified. I'm going to have to shut down for the rest of the day. And um, well, you, you have I'll have a permission. shower still, but yeah. You have our permission it. to do that. So carry on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, let's do a round of plugs. Uh, Freddie, where can everyone follow you? Uh, yeah, you can uh, check me out on uh, Twitter. Uh, F-R-E-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S. Uh, Freddie Rivas and um, yeah check out my podcast we are the WNBA podcast is uh, at the WNBA uh, pickup pod on all social media and um, also check out my Raptors slash NBA pod um, if that's your thing we kind of do comedians and analysts and mix them together and that's called Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast nice Amazing. And we'll be tweeting all of that out at Spooked Podcast, as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You can see a full profile on Freddie with direct links to his social medias, as well as all the episodes of the pickup on there. Mm-hmm. And go to the Sonar shop and you can get a spooked T-shirt, whether you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts. We have a shirt for you. Yeah. Two. Two shirts. Two shirts. Pick one. Pick both. Spooked. 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 We're in both. Front to front and back although i guess yeah they probably have backs and fronts 
Okay, I killed. We can't afford a back for our shirts. <laughs> okay, well then, then there you go. You know, backless T-shirts. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.